Welcome to a very special episode of Slander You. Uh, we are short staffed today. It's just me, String, and Blah. But uh, obviously, there's been some news with the SEC schedule release. Uh, and also, Texas went out. Texas lost the Director's Cup, which we'll talk about a little later. And we thought y'all would want to hear from us. So uh, Pablo and Evan are MIA today, but I'm sure you know exactly what they would be saying and all their slanderous takes. And they might send us some voicemails so that you might get those into the podcast. Um, either way, uh, String, I would love to know from you what were your thoughts on the uh, Texas A&M schedule before we dump, jump into Oklahoma and Texas. You know, honestly, like I was trying to avoid it altogether for the sake of my mental health because I, I thought that there was going to be like dates attached to it. I didn't know that it was just going to be like who we were going to be playing. And like, so for me, it was kind of anticlimactic because I'm like, I know we're going to be playing Texas. Okay, whatever. Like, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about that stuff. But like, we talked about this on the group chat. We're playing Florida for like <laughs> the fifth time in 12 years. We're getting Florida yet again. You know, so I think that the 24th schedule is manageable for us. We got Florida, we got Bam, we got Notre Dame coming to Kyle Field too. So that that's a pretty, that should be a pretty exciting out of conference matchup. So I'm good with it. Like, you know, it, the, it, it's, I, I thought that there were going to be dates attached to it. There weren't any dates. It, it didn't really surprise me all that much. Yeah, so they put it out without dates. And the way that they did it is basically every of the original 14 teams plays either Texas or Oklahoma. So that's the way they set it up with the eight-game schedule. And so after that, then they kind of broke it down and tried to keep true to certain rivalry games. And then, you know, obviously we're getting rid of our division. So there's a little, little fun and funky stuff of teams that are from the East getting to play a lot more teams from the West and vice versa. But I'll run down the, the Oklahoma and Texas schedules, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Texas has... At home, Mississippi State, Florida, Georgia is coming to Austin, and also Kentucky. And then on the road, we play Oklahoma, who is not really a road game because it'll be in Dallas, of course. And then we play at Texas A&M, which we kind of knew that when we were coming to the conference, we were going to play Texas A&M. And most people figured we would be playing at Texas A&M, given the fact that they were in the conference first, which makes perfect sense. And then and we th- and we were going to throw a fit if it wasn't going to be the other way. You, you know, we were going to throw a fit. Like, let's be real about that. Like. We haven't played since 2011. Of course, the last game was also at Kyle Field, but this what one's going to be at Kyle Field again. And then uh, Texas also plays Arkansas at home uh, on the road and Vandy on the road. Obviously, last time we played Arkansas on the road a couple years ago, it was a bloodletting. It was disgusting, so I'm looking forward to that. But I think Oklahoma fans are a bit upset because they also have four home and away games, but one of their home games is the, is, is the Texas OU game, which is not really a home game. So really, they have five five games either on the road or neutral site, and then three true home games. And their true home games are Alabama, Tennessee, and South Carolina. So Alabama will be going to Oklahoma. And then their road games are LSU, Auburn, Old Miss, and Missouri. Uh, and just to read them out, Texas A&M, like you said, their, y- y'all's home schedule is so, so, so amazing. You get L- LSU, Arkansas, and Texas yep. all at cool. home in one yep. season. That's amazing. Yep. And Mizzou. And then you go on the road to Auburn, Mississippi State, Florida, and South Carolina. Yeah. Um, now, the, honestly, the Georgia schedule reminds me a lot of whenever A&M joined the SEC. Like, we went a three-week stretch there where we went Auburn on the road, Mississippi State on the road, Alabama on the road. And so, like, it, they, like the home versus away stuff reminds me a lot of what, what, what our schedule looked like when we joined in 2012. That is so nasty. Also, we're getting uh, Alabama and Georgia playing the, playing in 2024. 
Uh, and then that game's going to be at Alabama. So that's a big deal because obviously we've been accustomed to seeing them play mostly either in the SEC championship or in the playoff or in the natty. So uh, they'll be playing in the regular season also in 24. Bala, are you there? I want your thoughts uh, first on the Texas schedule. Okay. Do you want my real take on the Texas schedule or do you want me to give you some lies? I want the real take first and then I want the lies. All right. So the is there real a difference? I figured I figured it was the it's same totally take, different. man. Like it's the to- same thing. Totally man. different things. <laughs> I'm so excited because I think it was like late in the middle of the night we got the proposed schedule that had us playing like LSU instead of Kentucky and some other yep. hard team. And I was like, bro, I'm ready to be in the SEC, but I don't want quite that experience. You know, ease me in. Don't throw me into the fire and gladly. <laughs> and luckily they did that to Oklahoma instead of us. So I'm excited. I'm ready to go to Vandy. We are going to beat the absolute dog shit out of Vandy. I I cannot hey. wait to find Vandy fans to talk shit to. Them. Hey, we know we know Texas fans love the all time record, and if my memory is not mistaken, this Texas is, is down five games in the all time record against the University of Vanderbilt. Vandy Vanderbilt makes those they are a powerhouse that's on the rise, similar to Kansas. <laughs> so I just want to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> Also, every uh, SEC team for at least for 2024 has to play uh, a P5 team. Uh, I, like like Shring said, Texas A&M is playing Notre Dame. Uh, Texas is actually opening at uh, playing at Michigan in 2024. So another very tough game to put on our schedule. Uh, Florida is playing. I think all the other three major Florida schools are playing uh, UCF. They're playing Miami, and of course they play Florida State every year. Uh, and so that's just a, a taste of some of the uh, out-of-conference games that the, the other people You know what scares me most about this, though? What? Being a Texas fan. And, again, this is the real me talking, not any lies, because I'll get those out later. The games that scare me most on the Texas schedule are Arkansas and Mississippi State and maybe Ooh, Kentucky. But I'm telling you, man, like those – I. I I mean, I have no it, worries about us getting up for big-name hey, teams. That's us. Hey, that's what we do – Here's the here's the challenge with the like, and I can't say shit about this because we've been mediocre against all those programs except for well, we beat Kentucky back in 2018. We've been mediocre against the Mississippi programs, but like the thing that sucks is like back to back to back, you're playing these like teams that could absolutely beat you, and you can see these teams like they'll hang with the Bama, they'll hang with the Georgia for maybe a half, and then they'll get blown away. But when you play those kinds of teams back to back after having played a difficult team the week before, that's where like. I mean, that, that's where the grind of it kind of comes into. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. but I feel like it, Texas it, does that in the Big 12. Like, we play a lot of teams that are hard. True. and That's fair. But yeah. the Texas thing is we get up for the big games, and then we have absolute letdowns against a team we should dominate. Right. Like, on paper, again, we haven't seen what the one more recruiting class would look like. But we're better than Kentucky. We're way better than Mississippi State. We're better than Arkansas. We're better than Vanderbilt. But are we going to show up? Because against Georgia, that team is going to be hype. Texas yeah. is absolutely going to be hype. Well, and here's the other piece too. Like Kentucky, man, who does more with who does less with more more with less than Kentucky? Like Stoops is a good coach, man, and he's taken that team to a couple ten win seasons. But despite having like pretty mediocre recruiting classes, like he's a He's a pretty solid coach there, and he manages to get his teams up and ready. And you know, Arkansas is going to want blood, and be an interesting time, man. T, Vandy, did you touch on Florida at all in their schedule I, and what they have to go through? I did. I talked to them out of conference schedule, but in conference, they are home for LSU, A and M, Ole Miss, and Kentucky, and then they're on the road. Well, they're, they play Georgia, but they play them in Jacksonville, and then they play Mississippi State on the road, Tennessee on the road, and of course, they're going to Austin. 
Uh, and like the hard thing about their amazing. schedule is they're out of conference games too. You, did you yeah, say you play, touched on those yeah, already? They play Florida State, Miami, and UCF all in the same. That's basically their. That's eleven games of their season. Is Tell the you. SEC schedule and the, the state championship, <laughs> and they're probably well, losing. I mean, who knows where Florida will be? It looks like they're on the rise, but they also just lost a top four quarterback, a quarterback who went top four. So that's never an easy thing to to to, to get through. Uh, we'll see how they look this year, but that defense always comes to play. And I, I am nervous about that defense coming to Austin. They're going to be flying around. I, their offense might look like utter crap, like it tends to do sometimes. But that I'll, defense is always going to come ready. They got the defense for Florida or Georgia? For Florida. I, well, Georgia's oh, going to bring a so defense. So can I tell you, I channeled my inner Evan and Pablo since they can't be here today. And let me tell you a crazy stat. Guess what Florida's win percentage is since 2021 in the it's SEC? Pro- in the SEC? They probably won one game and it was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fifty five percent. String any guess? Uh, I'd probably say way lower than that, maybe thirty percent. Thirty one point three percent. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Now, no and good, we man. know how dominant Florida was during the Tebow <laughs> Urban Meyer oh, stages. Whenever they were crazy. harboring killers, you know, but <laughs> Thirty-one percent. Since Pablo isn't here, is also a thirty-one point three percent. So that I sounds think about right. What's What's really interesting about the twenty-three season is how it's going to set up the twenty-four season. I think for A and M specifically, like I can't care about twenty-four because if we don't win, if we don't win this year, and we should win this year, it's going to be shit. It doesn't matter for twenty-four. But I think Florida more than anybody. I think they're gonna. I think if Napier doesn't do something this year. I think they're going to see the model of Auburn and having fired Harson after two years and then went out and got Sweet. Coach Freeze, and they're probably going to be a little little buyer's remorse that they didn't do the same and go get Hugh Freeze. I think that they might – we could absolutely see a new coach of Florida in 24, I think, if they don't win at a high enough up, level this year. I think that's a great point, setting up how this year sets up so much into next year. That's why I was talking about Texas. Everybody talks about, well, Texas isn't going to translate over to the SEC, blah, blah, blah. If we win this year – and I don't think we have to win it all or anything like that, but say we win the Big 12, make the playoffs or something like that, we're going to be able to pick any recruit we want to head into the next year. But we, like Oklahoma, they have two essential. down years heading into 24. It is going to be a bloodbath. Well, uh, uh, Brent Venable said if they defense plays a little bit better, they can win 10 games this year. Can defense uh, score? Are they scoring points? Is that how he factored <laughs> it in? Because they lost 49 to nothing. So, again, I was really wondering about that. Or maybe he didn't include beating Texas in his 10. He, he, he like, said, I ten, yeah, I don't know what games he expected to lose, but he damn sure not going to beat Texas uh, with the way they played last year. But he, and, he, and, he thinks they're fine on offense. And Dylan Gabriel they, had good numbers. So, and, and but who did they find on defense? Who came Venables in? is maybe a he's a better Great man point. than me, but if like my area of expertise was shit in the bed, I don't know that I would publicly say, "Hey, if our defense plays a little better," because then everybody's going to be like, "Well, Brent, maybe if you do, what exactly would you say you do around here?" Then you know, like I, I don't. We'll see what happens, man. With twenty twenty, why would you like, set that number though? Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't get fired up by 24 yet because everything, man, everybody needs to win this year. And people not winning this year is going to set up some really, really interesting stories for 24. What do y'all think of of the way I wanted to uh, look at? Can I tell you who Vandy's home slate this year? Uh, sorry, in 24, they play Tennessee at home, Bama at home, South Carolina at home, and Texas at home. They're about to sell some major, major, major tickets at Vandy. They're bros. not. I bet we could buy season tickets right now. What? I may buy some just to go. I mean, 
they better buy them tickets now because those stadiums are going to be full of other teams, especially Texas. Texas is going to love to travel to Vandy. Blah already wants to go to Vandy. I am going. We we figure we're going game. to win that game. I'm going to uh, college. I'm going to be at Kyle Field. My brothers are Aggies, and my brother basically said we can bet on who pays for who tickets to go to the game. <laughs> so I know those tickets are going to be crazy. But we have. I've never actually attended a game at Kyle Field. Uh, even though I've attended two graduations at at at, uh, at A and M, so it's about time for me to get in there, and no better time to get in there than for this game. So I'm definitely going to try to be there in 24. But I am extremely nervous about this game, and I'm. I do I, not want this game. I want this I, game, but I do yeah. not. If I could know the outcome right now, I would prefer it so much more than anything else. Because I fake care about baseball, and when they beat us in baseball last year, it hurt, and yeah. I literally watched like maybe two pitches all season. I'm I'm more yeah. scared about if they continue to be bad. If they start to to be look like their old selves and to play well, I would be less scared about the game. But if they continue to play bad and they're somehow floating around, you know, you know, six or seven wins by the time that game happens, I'm more nervous because if we get getting beat by the Aggies in the return game is bad enough, but you get beat by the Aggies in the return game for their seventh or eighth win, I'm gonna be livid. That's gonna be disgusting. It's, it's gonna be. So I, I hope I want the Aggies to at least play well. Maybe not this year because I'd like to see them fall off a cliff again this year. But in twenty four, I need them to be up to speed because I want them to be good. So if we lose, at least we're losing to a team that is not trash. And it, you could always lose to a trash team in a rivalry game. And God knows Texas knows that, uh, and God knows Oklahoma knows that because they've lost to some awful Texas teams. We've lost to some awful, awful Oklahoma teams. So sometimes it is like that. And I don't want to lose to a bad Aggie team. I'd rather lose to a good one. I've got no no expectations, no like I've got no idea. I think I know what this team is capable of, but I got man, no nobody nobody has a damn clue what Bobby Petrino is capable of, on field or off field. Like we have no idea what that man's like. I what pray the that a scandal leading into the next season like. would be like, amazing. We, got, we it, there everything is on the table. We could win ten games this year. We could win six games this year. Bobby Petrino could be off to coordinator of the year. He and Jimbo could get into a fist fight on the sidelines. Like every like. <laughs> The future is wide damn open for A&M right now. So I really, I got no clue, man. No, no clue whatsoever. What, String, what would you say the chances are that that uh, Jimbo doesn't make it to this game in 24, this Texas game? Obviously, he's got to go through 23 and yeah. all of the 24 season. What are the chances that Jimbo is not the coach uh, by the time we get to that game in November 24? I think if he shits the bed this year as he did last year, I think that those chances are pretty high. I don't think that think, AM's gonna Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How I'm many more has he like, got left on the deal? He's got doesn't matter. I don't really like, like five, the money. Right? He's he's got a he, man, it's gonna be a hell of a payout for him anyway, but I'm mm-hmm. just gonna billable hours are undefeated. They're gonna find a way to get that money. But like I'm not worried about the money and maybe that's arrogant, but I, I think that like going into A and M will not allow there to be a brand new coach or there to be a lame duck coach going into twenty four. It's just not gonna happen. If, See, if, Jimbo, I think, if Jimbo shits the bed, I think the bigger concern is what happens if Jimbo goes eight and four or eight and five this year. Like if we do that, then 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 it's a question about what's going on right now. But I think it. if Jimbo, like if he gets six and six, five and seven, stuff like that, I think it'll be a. I it would not shock me at all, especially with if Mike Elko has another good year, if Jeff Trailer has a good year, stuff like that. With those coaches out there, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest little bit. See, I don't think y'all would. I think firing a coach going into 24 is just not even in the I mean, realm. We fired, I just we don't fired, think you can do it. 
We fired Mike Sherman going into 2012, and look what happened in 2012. It'll be the same mm-hmm. vibes. That's true. I'm you looking know? now. I want to see how many – what are the chances of in 24, how many SEC coaches will be different based on just somebody Brent getting Venables. fired. Brent, Brent mean, Venables, if he if he has a bad year, he could easily be gone. Florida. Uh, Florida, we just we already talked about Florida. Vandy, it's not I don't know who Vandy's coach is, so honestly. Vandy's, Vandy's coach is pretty decent. He's a decent coach. I think he's about as good as they can get right now. I don't know the, Mississippi the status State of Mississippi will State's have coach. To, right? Zach Arnett, he, no, he, made, he got the full-time job. Oh, I thought they made it interim. No, he, I think he got the full-time job. He got this the, is his first year, the, though, right? This is his first year, yeah. Okay, so he's not going anywhere. What about Mizzou? South Carolina will have a new coach, but for different reasons. Yeah, just because somebody hired their coach, somewhere not because they fired him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like 24 is like that's the reason 23 is such a unique and pivotal year. If a team shits the bed this year, I don't care who their coach is. If they're not named Kirby Smart or Nick Saban, they're on the chopping block, dude. Like, especially they are absolutely there. Like, if if for some reason or another, Steve Sarkeesian goes five and seven this year with Jeff Trailer sitting right there, nobody's going to want to go into this new season with a lame duck coach. A lame duck nobody's going to want to do yeah. it, man. Every, everybody's Everybody's on the chopping block right now. That's also the start of the uh, 12-team playoffs. So, obviously, yep. these schedules are pretty stacked in the SEC, as they usually are, especially with the incoming Texas and Oklahoma. But, you know, you're going to a 12-team playoff, and nobody knows what that looks like yet. But you would imagine there will be more than a couple SEC teams that will take part in that because of the shut the schedule is going to look like for all the teams uh, in it because we're all playing each other. Uh, it's, it'll be very interesting to see. I also think that it – Maybe uh, he would never leave Tennessee, but if they have another really good year at Tennessee, someone's going to go try to hire that guy, and maybe he never, maybe he doesn't leave. But we know, take a sp- hey, Tennessee's a good job. Yeah, Tennessee's it's a, a good job. job. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe NFL, but I don't think he would go to another college job. I don't think he should. But, but, but T, you brought up a great point, and we kind of talked about that. Like everybody was overreacting, like, "Oh, you may lose two or three games in the SEC." Okay, it's going to twelve and? teams now. So, like, <laughs> literally. Two lost SEC teams were on the fringe of getting in this year. <laughs> so, now, like, what? I think the wild card there is going to be. I'm not worried about the Pac-12. You know, basically, it comes down to the Big Ten, ACC, maybe, but it comes down to four conferences: ACC, SEC, Big Ten, and I think the new look Big Twelve is going to be. If, if you got a a 12, 11 and one Big Twelve team, that sounds a pretty Definitely. salty schedule in oh, there. Absolutely versus not. A 10 I'm discredited in that, a, brother. We are all those I'm just saying. <laughs> Especially I'm saying. if that's Baylor. I'm discredited all. Now, if it's this year and it's Texas, then we'll let it slide. But next year, there ain't no way. I'm shutting that down. Yeah, Bob was talking about Texas in the playoffs at 8-4 and four this year. Come on, man. See, exactly. When the SEC, when it's 8-4, and four, that's going to hit so much stronger. It's really going to be there. We got to uh, – unfortunately, we should mention – that uh, Texas uh, played for a spot in the uh, College World Series and uh, winning the Directors Cup because they, Stanford is the other opponent who had a chance to win the Directors Cup, and we happened to be playing them in the uh, in baseball. And Texas went out extremely sad. I watched one inning, half an inning of baseball this year, half an inning of college baseball, and that was the half inning I saw. Teach Disgusting. is such a curse. I didn't even watch the game, so that's crazy. The lights were literally too bright. <laughs> Quite literally too bright. We dropped a fly, we we lost a fly ball in the lights and lost the game and Stanford advanced in the College World Series and Texas didn't and it was disgusting and it was I didn't appreciate it. The lights were too bright. See like 
my 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 empathy kicks in. I'm like, oh man, what a shitty fucking way to lose that game. But then my empathy goes away when I see like tweets from other folks last week because A and M lost the ball in the lights too against Stanford, and I think they scored a yep. couple of a. Uh, they scored a couple of runs late, and then you know, then Stanford took off and whipped our ass the third game or something like that. But then, like people were tweeting out, like, "Oh, if you want to play Texas, just catch the ball." And A and M drops the ball, and I'm like, "Well, fuck you guys, then. Look what just happened. This is this that's karma right karma. there. You know, like that's what you know that that's so so in that sense, I got a kick out of that. But like that's a that's a that's a tough way to lose a game, man. I hate it. I can't let T's take all the blame. I literally like somebody tweeted and was like, "This Texas pitcher is like going crazy," and I was like, "Oh yeah." I turned to tune in right at that moment. That man walked somebody and then gave the pop up. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Turn the TV off and go back to bed. Exactly. I think that's all we got for this short episode. Unless there's something else y'all want to say about. It. Maybe we should look at uh, what are some oh, of the other. Back to director's cut real quick. Because after ahead, that, I have to go. go. Are we about? Are we about to say that nobody cares about the director's cut? Is that what we're about to say? No, we definitely care about it, but I would like to win the Director's <laughs> Cup the right way. And I think it is very nasty of Stanford to not have adequate lighting. Like, who does that? I mean, I think, I think they had <laughs> adequate lighting. I think their, added, their lighting was more than adequate. I think that's the issue right there. Wait, was the game at Stanford? The game is yeah, at Stanford. Yeah. and oh. the lights are shitty there. So it's been like a running thing that people have so, talked about. And it has like, I guess they got... They, they got lights to combat light pollution or something like that, and that's where the ball got lost. And apparently the people who know about baseball were talking about Liberal. how the, the field Goddamn in hippies. general was shitty and stuff like that. You know how those California people are. But, like, you know, they, you know, like, again, they had to – Stanford gets the Director's Cup, and now Texas can pretend that they don't care about the Director's Cup anymore. We off that. We off the director's cup. We, well, I mean, we, we did it. We've been there. And Stanford has like ninety seven more sports than we do, so it's really got not like fair. Like sixty seven more sports than everybody else, man. <laughs> it's nasty. They're playing male volleyball and shit at Stanford. Stanford, you're nasty, bros. And you don't even have a football team anymore. I'm just tired of Stanford, bro. Fuck y'all. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I think we can wrap that up there. I was going to ask another question, but Blau's gone, and we, we covered the SEC schedule release. Uh, you might hear some voicemails, like we said, from Evan or Pablo. You might not, but either way, y'all, we'll be back. Uh, obviously, when news breaks and stuff, we'll be back, and we'll have all five of us next time. Uh, we'll sign off from there. Thanks for all tuning right. in, y'all. See y'all.